Welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, your weekly dose of inspiration. Well, we remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder of Brunch and Slay, a lifestyle brand created to inspire women to live their best life every day. everybody. Welcome back to the Brunch and Slay podcast. I'm your host, Amira Sane, founder and CEO of Brunch and Slay Media. And of course, you guys know what I'm going to say. I'm happy to be here. We have another powerhouse, game changer, innovator on today's episode. And, I, you know, I, I like to think of these as more as conversations. I know folks like to call them interviews, but I love getting to know folks and I love sharing their journey with you. So today we have co-founder of the Blistem Conference, She's an author, a speaker, a mom of five, so I have to find out how she does it. She eat, She's a podcast host, and I, she is just an all-around go-getter. Welcome to the show, Miss Allie Worthington. Hi, Allie. Well, hi there. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for that lovely introduction. <laughs> You're so welcome. I'm happy to have you. I just love your Southern accent. I'm from the South, but you make it sound like Julia Sugarbaker. <laughs> you know what? I was just telling somebody, some youngin who has no idea the genius of Ju- Julia Sugarbaker, because I said, I about went all Julia Sugarbaker on them. And they went, who is Julia Sugarbaker? And I had what? to educate them. I know. Thank you. Know. Thank you for changing the world so, that way. <laughs> where? I'm, I'm doing my best. Where are you from in the South? I'm from Dallas, Dallas, Texas. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, so Allie is a woman of many talents, and she has so many things that she's great at. So we're going to try to touch on a few of them. You know, we only have 30 minutes, guys. So, you know, I get caught up. So I'm going to try to stay focused today. (laughs) So Allie, tell us a little bit about the year of of living happy. Oh, yeah. Well, it's my latest book, and I really wanted to make a simple, simple book for people that's beautiful inside and out, and you can open up every day. And get a little bit of inspiration for the day, get an action step, know how to take this little step in your life to be happier. And the way it came out, it's so funny. I did an email series on my website where every Sunday I send just a free little short email that said, here's what you can do this week. Because I spent about a year doing as much research as I could to figure out what really makes us happy. Like I read the most boring research you could ever imagine. Any study that's been done in the past 50 years where scientists were studying people to figure out what makes people happy, I've read it. And wanted to convince it, condense it in a really fun way so women would know, you know what, I can just do these little things. I can change a few simple habits and I'm going to be so much happier. Wow. So what made you, what really triggered that though? What, what inspired you to go do that research? Because that sounds like a lot of work. Well, for one, I'm super nerdy, so I like research, but I had just come out of a season in my life that was really hard. My, my last, I kind of write all my books from whatever's going on in my life, and my last book was called Fierce Faith, and it's all about strategies and steps we can take to overcome fear, and the season that I wrote that book in, my husband had come down with a chronic illness and was really, really sick, and I was kind of realizing that I was living under this weight of fear and anxiety all the time. And then after we got out of that season, we moved on. I really felt like God kept bringing up the word happy to me. And I thought, well, is this something like that seems kind of worldly, but okay. 
um, I'll investigate it. So I, I studied scripture, I studied research, and I really just spent a year going, what, what truly makes a happy life? What makes us unhappy? I want to know that. But what makes us happy too? And it was a really, really fun year of diving into it. Wow. So you, you kind of touched on it a little bit about, you know, you, you are not, this is not your first book. You've written a few books. And I know that a lot of times people are intimidated about pursuing their dreams, especially something that is, would leave you as vulnerable as being an author. Tell me a little bit about when you knew you had something special, like in yourself, because people don't talk about that a lot. You know, a lot of times we know it, but we don't like to share it. So I want to talk about that. Oh, okay. Side rant. Here we go. I'll go all Julia Sugarbaker for a minute. <laughs> what really annoys me is when you listen to like somebody talk to an author or a celebrity, somebody that's done something and they're like, well, was it hard? Did you have a dream? And they're like, no, I just stumbled upon it. And everybody came to me and said I was gifted and I should do this thing. So I went, oh, shucks. No, huh? that is not how it goes. Um, Anybody that gets anywhere in life is like behind the scenes hustling their tail off. So like, I just, that annoys me so much for me. I was walking in a bookstore about 14 years ago and I remember walking past some books and going, I should write a book, but I didn't know what I was going to write a book about. You know, sometimes you just have that, that thought. And so I went home, I had dial up internet. And it took me about five minutes to do these Google searches because the internet was terrible. And I Googled like, how do you get published with a book? And the answer was depressing. It was, well, you can either be famous, which I wasn't, infamous, which luckily I wasn't, or well-connected. <laughs> I definitely wasn't well-connected. And if you're not those things, you're not going to get to write a book. And so I was like, dang. So I went back to another Google search and it said, another way you can convince publishers to publish your book, this book, I had no idea what it would be about is if you start a blog and grow a platform. So then I searched, what is a blog? So I spent all these years blogging and then grew my own business. And then it wasn't for, I don't know, maybe another eight or nine years before I even thought about a book again. So for me, it was, I, I was inspired years ago, but then once I discovered the power of the internet and the and just knowing that we as women, like, it doesn't matter what our education is. It doesn't matter what our financial standing is. It doesn't matter what that, what it all looks like. We, we can just take the Google search bar and learn and build. We don't have to get anybody's permission. I fell in love with that. So I started working really, really hard for years to grow my business really because I kind of had a pressure, you know, my husband and I have five kids. So a lot of it was just, I got to figure out how to build a business so I can help support the family. So that's where all that came from. So was there a point now, now to answer your question where I thought I have something special in me to write a book? Mm, I don't know. For me, I kind of built up the platform through building a business out of necessity. And I think it kind of slowly came. But when I released my first book, getting, being prepared to release it, I really, it felt like walking into a crowded room naked. <laughs> because I'm like, here's all my deepest vulnerabilities. Here's all my good points and my bad points. I'm going to let y'all read it and comment publicly on the internet and leave reviews forever. So that was terrifying. I don't know if that answered your question, but that's kind of the background. No, it's great. I think a lot of times 
people think that they're alone in this and they don't really know that most of us use Google University. So mm-hmm. I think that's very helpful. And a lot of times we have these desires. No one who starts typically knows how the heck they're going to finish. Mm-mm, no idea. You know, it's just a dream. It's a dream that becomes a reality when you search and then you put some action behind it. So Yeah, and for us, halfway through me learning, you know, how to build something on the internet, it was, it was right when the last recession started. I had just had our fifth son. He was four weeks old. My husband had lost his job the year before. We had run out of our savings. We lost our house. We ended up, packed up packing up everything we owned in a couple of storage units and moving in with my grandfather for the summer with all five kids while my husband was searching for a new job. And I was literally like going to the McDonald's Playland, letting the kids play and Googling you know, how to build a business, how to, how to do all these things online. And, you know, it wasn't pretty, but I think people who weren't following me back then 10 years ago, or, you know, just met me now, they think, oh, well, you know, she must've had, she must've been well-connected or had money or, you know, all these things that we assume about people, but everybody's beginning generally looks about the same. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going. And we think everybody else knows. We just pretend like we know on Instagram. That's what I think. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that. That's that's really courageous of you. A lot of times, especially when it comes to the things that aren't comfortable, it's very difficult to share. But I think people hearing that you're a normal person and life happened and mm-hmm. you're still standing and you've created something amazing from that moment. And I also believe that a lot of times pain is what gets us where we need to go. Oh, I'll tell you, if I hadn't have had to step up and help support the family, I'd just be chilling on the couch. <laughs> but I fell in love with it, right? Because like I, I needed that fire lit under me. Um, but once I got in it and, and was like, wait a minute, I can, I can do anything I dream of if I just keep working hard and, and, you know, dedicate myself to being good to other people and doing a great job in business. Like, I mean, it's the best, it's literally the best thing that ever happened to me. So how did the Blistem conference come to be? Well, that it's funny. It's a funny story about the same time. Now imagine this. Before we lose our house, I'm blogging. So I kind of built up, you know, a little bit of an audience. I meet a woman on Twitter back when people still use Twitter. And there was a conference coming to town, a women's blogging conference. And she said, hey, she lived in New York City. She said, I want to host kind of an evening event after that conference. Do you want to be kind of the hostess? I have a sponsor for it. We'll have a good time. I was like, sure. Now we're planning this event while I am homeless. So I'm like, I hope, I hope I'm back in Nashville in time for the event to happen. <laughs> and she calls me one day and says, Hey, the conference that was coming to Nashville canceled it. I guess they couldn't get enough tickets sold or sponsors or whatever. So I'm not sure what we're going to do. I guess we'll cancel the event. And I said, why don't we just let it see if your sponsor who is going to pay for a party after the conference, see if they'll just pay for us to have our own little one day event. We'll let everybody come to free, come for free and we'll see how it goes. So that's what we did. That's how we had the first one. Literally, I had never been to a conference before in my life. I Googled how to set up panels. And when we got there that day, she said, are you going to do opening remarks? And I was like, oh, I didn't tell you. I'm shy. I didn't realize I'd have to do that. It was, <laughs> it was a mess. And then through the years, it just grew and grew and became the biggest women's social media, international social media conference in the world. 
we stopped doing it in 2013 when I needed to step away and kind of devote myself full time to some ministry work. We're bringing it back this year and 2019, which will be the 11th anniversary of it. And it literally is something that I just kind of, I saw the door be opened and I saw a little crack of light in the door and I thought, I'm just going to push this door open and see what's behind there. And, you know, cause that's, that's one thing we get to do, especially online is go, I don't know if this is my, I don't know if this is my wheelhouse, but I'm going to go check it out. Right. Right. No. And, and it worked and it's just this commute. And what, one of my favorite things about the event is and what it is, is it's a women's business event that teaches, you know, podcasting, writing and speaking business and entrepreneurship and all these amazing things. But my favorite part of the event was, women would come back and go, Oh, I met so-and-so here and we started this business together and look at what we're doing. So, because for all of us online, you know how it is. We get lonely. Like we have all these different brilliant women in different parts of the country or different parts of the world. And, and magic really happens when, when people come together. And how cool is that? I mean, I just, I remember at one point there was this one year, this silly story. I don't know why I'm telling a story, but I'm telling a story. There's this one year we had Harry Connick Jr. come in and do a concert for the attendees in the evening. And I remember I was standing side of stage and, and Harry was singing and I was looking at all of the women's faces, just having the best time. And I thought, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like I just had this moment where I thought everything leading up to this leads up to this moment that I know I'm supposed to bring women together and not only help them take their business to the next level, but just give them a great time. And for some reason, I'm so cheesy. Like I, I threw my fist up in the air, like I'm having a moment by myself and the photographer caught the moment. And I just, I'm this dorky girl in the middle of the crowd, just pumping my fist for no good reason. <laughs> but I know inside it's because I realized like, this is, this is what I'm meant to do. And it feels so good to be doing it. So th- those moments are few and far between, but when they hit you, you never forget them. Oh yeah. And you got to live in them. Yeah. 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 And it's, it's crazy and not really crazy, but it's something most people you hear, but you don't believe it, but true leaders and innovators, they always march to the beat of their own drum. You know, <laughs> yes. you know, you do, you have to kind of not be worried about being embarrassed or failing or falling on your face because you know, it's going to happen. Oh, and the great thing about failing, especially on the internet, is you can just close your browser and turn off the phone and go lick your wounds in private and then come show up, you know, show up the next day and be like, well, that was a bad idea. Let's try something else. Absolutely. <laughs> so now with the, with the Blistem Conference, I know it's coming back, but yeah. who are the folks who you think would really benefit? Where are they in their business? Are they folks who are already established? Are they brand new innovators? Who are the folks who would really benefit from attending? Oh, that's a great question. So we have all different levels. So people who say they're coming with a book proposal and they want to meet a literary agent or say they have been doing a lot of little speaking gigs here and there, but they want to figure out how to get paid to speak or they want to start a podcast or they want to figure out how to get ads for that podcast or they have built a big community and now they want to figure out how to develop, you know, online courses and products for it. So all there's all ranges and because we have different tracks, you can kind of mix and match. So maybe you want to do advanced social media in the business track, and then you want to go over to the podcasting track and figure out which equipment you need to be using, you know? Um, so we really want it to be a, a customizable experience for women. And about how many folks would, would be there in attendance? How large about, is it? 
Well, anywhere between 750 and 1,000 is what we're expecting this year. My goodness, ladies. Oh, my. And then it's in November. I want to make sure we say <laughs> in that. November, yeah. I'm looking for it. Mm-hmm. And I, I think this is really cool because we have so many folks who reach out uh, who are wanting to put systems in place, who want to know about different things from every area. And I like that you cover so many different areas of the spectrum of ways to monetize your life, basically. Well, yeah. And it's one of those things, like we started out really focusing on blogging because in 2008, that was the thing. Now blogging is still important, but it's kind of this thing now where it's like, well, everybody has to have a blog. Like you may, you may want to kind of get your name out there through a podcast or get your name out there through a YouTube channel, get your name out there through all these different things. But a blog just kind of goes with it now, you know? And my rule of thumb, because I learned so much just from Google, is you can't come to Blissom and learn something that can be Googled because nobody's going to pay to come to an event and get Googleable information. Like we want to get high level information because we want to be armed and equipped to do great things in our life. More Brunch and Slay after this. Hey, you fabulous powerhouses. Having you support the podcast by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing is awesome. And it's made each episode reach more and more people every week. But did you know that as a listener-supported show, we rely on you to keep these wheels turning? And for as little as $1 a month, you help me keep giving you great content and even better guests. And yes, ma'am, you heard that right. For only $12 a year, you support the dream. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash brunch and slay that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash brunch and slay and now back to brunch and slay i like the way you think Allie. i like it (laughs) (laughs) so as a, a busy mom a business owner an author what is the one piece of technology that you cannot live without Oh my gosh. I can't, I mean, my phone, obviously. You want to know something funny about my phone? Um, Screen time has kind of ruined what I think about my productivity because I used to tell people, oh, I spend 30 minutes a day on social media. No, I spend about an hour and a half, two hours a day on social media. I got to admit it. Um, But if, you know how people say, oh, you should limit your phone time. We have phone addiction. You know, put your phone down at certain times a day. No, you'd have to pry my phone out of my cold dead hand because I can do just about anything and everything on my phone. I mean, and I'll tell you, between the hours of like five and eight, I won't be on my phone because it's just rude to my kids and my husband. But other than that, I'm on it all the time. And what I love most, I think, is Evernote. I've been using Evernote since 2010, and it's really my second brain. And I'll tell you why I love it so much. Not only can I take notes and keep all my files there, ever I can say I take, I like to handwrite things. I can handwrite a big page of notes, take a picture, upload it to Evernote, and, and my handwriting is searchable. So if I take all these notes about a book I want to write next year, and then I search in Evernote something that I have written in my scratchy cursive handwriting, Evernote will find it for me. So I'll take, you know, pictures of where I've put stuff in storage in my house because I'll forget. Um, and I'll say like, here's where the Christmas, you know, lights are, this year, <laughs> whatever it is, anything that I can think of. So it doesn't have to be in my brain. So it doesn't stress me out. It goes in Evernote. Now that's a good tool. I've downloaded it and I've tried to use it a couple of times and I'm a 
big note taker and I use my phone just like you. I use my phone for everything. I take photos of things I need to remember. I put details by them. I make graphs, everything. I use all these different tools. So I'm going to have to give Evernote another try because you, the, anything okay. to organize those notes, I'm here for it. Yeah, do give another try. If you Google Allie Worthington and Evernote, I did a tutorial on like all the things that I love about it and how I use it. And people really find that tutorial helpful because the problem with Evernote, and I know like the founders of Evernote, Evernote are trying to streamline it. There's so many different things you can do with it. Sometimes it, it's not intuitive, but I wanted to kind of create a guide like here's all the different ways you can use it to help people leverage this tool because it's so powerful. So I know that there has to be days and times when you just aren't feeling it, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I've got to know what's that voice sound like that tells you to get up off your hiney and get back out there and keep going. Oh gosh, that's such a great question. Well, I think for me, because I'm the breadwinner now in our family. So after I started the conference and built my business in, I think 2012, my husband retired from his job to be the stay home parent. Cause we have so many children. So for me, when things get hard, I think I'm just a practical girl. Like I have six people that depend on me. I got a mortgage to pay. Things may be hard, but people need me to come through for them. I think that's really what keeps me going. Like I, I could be, I could, I could make it sound light and fluffy that I do it for all the women in my community. And yes, there's part of that that's true. But when I get worn down and I'm tired and I just want to, you know, throw the covers over my head and not get out of bed because I'm feeling burnt out, it's that responsibility of breadwinner that gets me out of bed and, and gets me back to work. And that'll do it. Baby's got to eat. That's, That's right. Gotta Somebody's got to pay the mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> so what's been the biggest surprise for you so far since you went from this mom who was just trying to find a way to create her own business to this published Arthur, who's with an amazing publishing house, you know, what's, what's been the most surprise or the biggest surprise in your career? Hmm, that's another great question. You're very good at this. I think the realization that for so many of us, myself included for way too long, I was always looking for tricks and tactics and how did this person do it? And how did that person do it? And if I could just follow that step-by-step -step program, I could do exactly what I wanted to do. But what I realized is all the tricks and tactics and the external stuff is about 20% of the success equation. That what really brings success in business and life is the 80% is internal. It's our thoughts. It's our mindset. It's how we take care of ourselves. It's the way we approach life because it's the quality of our thoughts that will make us hold ourselves back or make us keep going. If we are telling ourselves the story that everything's going to fall apart or we're so dumb or there's no point or nobody's going to like this anyway, what's going to happen is we're going to take ourselves out of the game before we ever get a chance to play. And this is something, I mean, men deal with it too, but women really deal with it. Women, you know, if there's a job application, for instance, between men, with men and women, there's 10 things that are on that application they need to know how to do. A man will have four of them and go, I'm applying. They're going to love me. A woman will be like, well, I only have nine of the 10. I should get more expertise. <laughs> yeah. We are constantly telling ourselves we're not good enough, constantly pulling ourselves back. So for me, the realization that so much of success, 80% of our success is just the story we tell ourselves, the way we set our mindset, and 
the fact that our thoughts, our mindset, the way we're thinking about things is our responsibility. And that is what will have real power over us. That was really life changing for me. Wow. So is there something that you're doing today that you never thought you'd be doing? <laughs> Everything. Everything I'm doing, <laughs> I never thought I'd be doing. I mean, seriously, well, I remember, you know, years ago, my husband and I were dating and he said, he was asking me about, you know, what I wanted to do when I was older and because we met when I was young. And, and I said, I've always wanted to have five children and be a stay-at-home mom. And that was my goal. And I remember he said to me, well, that's fine. But this is when we were engaged. That's fine. But, you know, make sure you have a hobby, you know, because he didn't, <laughs> didn't want me to get bored. Right. So every once in a while, you know, if I tell him I have to go out of town or have a speaking engagement, I'll go, hey, at least I'm not boring. <laughs> you know, we kind of laugh about it. No, I really, I had no idea. Um, but like I said, I fell in love with the power of the internet to really open new doors and give women new opportunities. I feel like we're the first generation in history that doesn't have to prove themselves. It doesn't have to get permission to educate ourselves. And, to, you know, nobody, nobody on the internet knows our educational background. Nobody's checking to make sure we have a fancy degree. You know, it kind of levels that playing field in a big way. And, and I just, I feel like we live in the greatest time in history. Yeah, I definitely think there's there's a movement going on. I say it all the time. Women, I don't know. I just think, number one, we are leaning and, and help on each other a lot more. And we are supporting one another vocally and openly. Yeah. Uh, and I think that changes that changes the conversation because we, we begin to look out for one another. And if I can't help you, then I probably know someone who can. And we try mm-hmm. to really support one another a lot more in that way. And I don't think I've ever seen it that way you know, in my lifetime. I really don't. No. And, and I think that as long as we, as women continue to leverage this tool of the internet uh, for, for our good and the greater good and the good of our community, our opportunities are endless. I have to agree with you on that. Now, one of the things that I believe is very important is that every time somebody pours into me or pours into the Brunch and Slay tribe that we support them and pour back into them in any way we can. So I want to know right now, what vibes or prayers can we send your way to help you along your journey this year? Oh, I love that. Um, you know, perseverance, honestly, because we're actually, you know, what's funny. I, when I recorded my audio book, um, they said, you keep saying that word wrong. And I just said it wrong again. Perseverance. I want to say perseverance. <laughs> <laughs> when you do an audiobook, you learn the, the words you say wrong. Um, perseverance, um, because as a, as a businesswoman and, and, you know, as a mom of a big family, I do get worn down. And like I said, what keeps me going is, is not only the community and the women that I get to help, but, but just knowing I, I got a family that needs me. So that would be, that'd be amazing. Strength, strength and perseverance. Yes. Well, you got it. I'm sure the folks who are driving or working out right now, they just took a moment and spoke that for you. So I hope you feel it all throughout the year. Cause who knows when they're going to listen to this. So my, if this Saturday you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive, who are you brunching with? Oh my goodness. I really want to brunch with Michelle Obama. I have not read her new book. I'm doing a lot. I'm not, Dad's, Dad's an endless possibility. So I'm going to do a lot. more than one. 
Okay. Well, no, I'd really want to brunch with her because I've seen so much of her personality come out in the past year with her book. I have, I have her book, but I haven't read it yet. I'd love to know how she just smiled and dealt with everything when they were in the office. I'd love to know about her like best friendship with George W. Bush. I, I want to pick her brain. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah, she's she's one of those women who really is a great example of how to keep your mouth closed. Good right. goodness. A lesson right. I'm still trying to learn. <laughs> <laughs> that's who that's who I'd want to brunch with, I yeah. think. And I want I'd want to say, can I have all the clothes you don't need anymore? Yes, please and thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, what area of your life are you currently slaying? Ooh. Ooh, good question. I am my writing. I just finished my next book proposal and it was much easier. And book proposal, by the way, for everybody kind of behind scenes, book proposal is if you're not under book contract to write for a certain house, you write three sample chapters and then you write this like 15, 20 page document of all this marketing material and casting vision for the book. So I spent December and January doing my proposal, just turned it in this morning. And I killed that proposal. It was, it's good. So I'm excited to tackle, I'm excited to tackle the next book. That's exciting. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Hopefully people like it. We'll see. And you know, I'm glad you shared that too, because I want people to kind of remember that you're always working towards something, even those folks who you are listening to. And, you know, you've been published with great folks and you have audiobooks, and you have this amazing conference and you created a, a beautiful life, but yet, and still, you're still working for the next thing. And it's not something that's easy. You didn't say my assistant did it. You said, I just, I don't have an assistant. girl. <laughs> no. And literally, I mean, here's a little behind the scenes. I sent her a note today to say, this is an audio. There's no chance you can see me because I'm still in my PJs. It's 4.30 in the afternoon because I got up at six this morning to finish that proposal and turn it in. That's just, that's real life. Right. Yeah. And thank God for technology, right? I know. And thank, <laughs> and thank goodness that you can't see me. Same here. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Allie. So where can everybody follow you and support you? Uh, follow me at AllieWorthington.com. And if you, I know your podcast listeners. So if you want to check out another podcast, it's Allie Worthington show. And then the conference is blistemconference.com. All right, Allie, thank you so much for taking time out of your day and, and supporting this girl's dream. I'm so happy that you were on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. This has been great. All right, guys. So, of course, I know you enjoy what you heard. So, you know what I'm going to ask. Go ahead and share this episode with a friend, with a coworker, and most importantly, on social media and tag us. When you tag us, we'll be so happy that we'll share and shout you out and give you the respect that you need and deserve. So, thanks again. And no matter what, always remember that if she can, I can, we all can. I'm Amira, and this is Brunch and Spray.